All right, yo, 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 what's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of African Salt Football. Um, it's been a long, it's been a long weekend, man. A lot of goals this weekend. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> been better. You know, as, as good <laughs> as we can. I feel that. Again, just want to say shout out to all the fans, all the friends, all the supporters that have been rocking with us. Um, it's been, it's been a last, like the last couple of weeks have been very fun in the Premier League. And we've also seen some things in La Liga and City A as well. We've been talking about that a little bit. Um, I know we touch a lot on our teams, but with the three of us here tonight, I just wanted to start on Liverpool because, you know, a few weeks ago we had Poppy on, who's a Liverpool fan over from Senegal. And um, the Liverpool versus Tottenham match was match of the week. You know, it was everybody wanted to see it because if Liverpool won the match they would go first place after what transpired you know city losing to wolves which we'll touch on in a little bit but this liverpool versus tottenham match i think i think we all have to speak about it just because i don't like to talk about refs and i don't like to blame them as a part of winning or losing a match but with the way that var reacted this week we we got to start here man it was um it was a crazy match. Liverpool went down to 10 men pretty early in the match. And then they went down to nine men with a second red card with about 20 minutes left in regulation. And then there were about seven or eight minutes added on that second half of extra time. And I mean, to be honest, we can talk about the double yellow by Yota. I believe that first yellow was... You know, we, we, we can just we, we can dissect it if we want to, but I think it was a little soft. I don't know if there was any contact, really. There might have been contact. There might have been, been contact. There might have been contact. But I it, even with the camera view being in slow motion, it looked a little touch and go. But I believe that offsides call for the first goal by Luis Diaz was it was horrible, man. It was horrendous. It was uncalled for. There was no excuse for them to make that call that quickly. And I believe the fact that the the PG, whatever you want to call it, MOL, the the governing body that controls the ref referees, usually when there's a bad call and everyone's kind of like, yo, that was that was trash. There's about a couple of days of deliberation between the governing bodies. There's like maybe a day or two, sometimes a week. But today it was instant, man. It was right after the match. They kind of just took control of the situation and said, hey, we messed up. And as fans, we all know they messed up because we were kind of looking during the match like, yo, I've never seen a VAR call that quickly. And where are the lines at? You know, first and foremost, where are the lines that dictate he was offsides? But with the way the game transpired and you know, Tottenham winning 2-1 on a own goal at the 96th minute. <laughs> it um, it was vintage Premier League. Whether you wanted it to be a good or a bad match, it was vintage Premier League. A lot of controversy, a very, very good match from beginning to end. I think it was very, very end-to-end. But um, let's just take a few minutes to, like, kind of go over that because we have to. Do you, des- do, do you think that Liverpool deserved the point? Do you think Liverpool deserved 
three points, any points, zero points. And as a Tottenham fan, I know none of us are Tottenham fans, but as a Tottenham fan, how do you how do you assess this win if you had to put your your feet in the boots of a Tottenham fan right now? I mean, I, I mean, if you're Tottenham, the only thing that matters is, is the three points. I think that this is their second or third, definitely their second time this season winning the game in stoppage time. Um, so to get that win at home with just kind of the start that they've, that they've had, this Premier League season has been great. Um, I think if you're a Liverpool fan, I think that you feel um, robbed, obviously. I think that they played that game very well. Um, even being down to 10 men, they still did their thing. And, you know, up until the last minute, second, they, they almost had a point there. Um, so walking away from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with a point wouldn't have been bad. But unfortunately, um, I mean, I just feel like this is what happens, right? Like, I mean, they were a man down and they were getting peppered with pressure. Like, it's just it's just one of those things where that could have happened 10 times. Uh, Matt Tiff clears it out. But, um, hey, man, you're just you're the wrong you're on the wrong side of the VAR call. I think that they they have shown that. There no, is like, that's too. No, that's not even like another. That's just pure. But there's no pure. consistency to it. So like. Yeah, but that that is just abysmal. Like I would. That's taken. That's just taken away from the the work that the players put in. That something outside of their their control is what decided the match. And it's not even like it was. It was like controversial. Like no, this is a clear clearly onside player that scored a goal and no no uh accountability you know just no offsides it's like what he's definitely onside we see it from a naked eye view naked eyes view like he's onside i think liverpool's are out of this match i think if they go up to nil um it's a completely different match um and they probably want to get get a second uh, yeah red card i'm being completely honest but I mean, I guess we'll just never know. Liverpool's, I, f- I feel like they were robbed at three points this week. Um, Bro, I completely forgot that they were down to nine, man. I completely forgot that they were down to wow. nine. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So What's crazy it's is like, like, um, it's, so it's like, go um, ahead, so. You got it. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, like, do y'all think that if the PGMLO, whatever, or MLL, I forget what the whole thing is, if they admit that they were wrong, that they should give the point or, like, fix it in retrospects, I feel like, nah, I don't know how I feel about nah. it, but I just feel like if you admit you're wrong and you know you're wrong, like, that, so, I don't know, that, what do y'all think about that? So I said this in our group chat, and, and I'll keep it brief, but the refereeing has been terrible for the last two or three years, and... They admitted fault Facts. earlier this year before the league started. I can't remember the exact referee, but he said, yeah, there were there were calls last year that we decided not to make because we didn't want our friends to get, you know, the worst, the worst of the call. We we decided that we were going to hold off on making certain calls because we have certain we friends, have certain that, friends would that would not agree. And it's just like, bro, at the end of the day, we need one in. Like, like we need honesty in the sport, bro. Across refereeing, you're supposed to be an impartial person that judges the game, whether it's right or wrong, you make the call and you stick with it. And now when we hear you before the league even starts, you already saying, hey, I have friends on this or that side, and we make calls dependent on this or that. 
even if it was just one game, we're looking at you with a different type of mentality. And then you see situations like today where, again, I'm in a group chat with multiple football fans. I'm talking Tottenham, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, who isn't even in the Prem right now. And we have everyone in the group chat agreeing that, hey, this call was missed and this is destroying the integrity of the game. It's destroying the integrity of the game, bro. And so for me, I don't care. I really don't care. I think when you have a governing body that only governs themselves, there's no checks and balances. And who is there to check the PGMOL, whatever that, you, you know what I mean? Like, we know the head of the PGMOL is a referee that we already didn't like when he was refereeing games. So for now, for me, I just, I, I, I don't know where we go from here. I don't know if it gets better or worse, and it'll get worse and worse and worse until we finally decide to abolish VAR or maybe make it so that only a Spanish ref can be the VAR assistant in an English game or only a German ref. Like at this point, it's so muddy, it's so muddied that I don't know how it gets better. I mean, I think you just have to remove the English guys. I think that's what it is. I think that the one thing that I've observed from watching just English football is that there's a big bias. There's just the bias everywhere. And it's frustrating because, you know, at, sometimes you're starting to question the integrity of the game. Um, because like Gabriel said, like, bro, you're just completely throwing away their work for 90 minutes. Down two men. But, I mean, this doesn't happen in any other league. This doesn't happen in Bundesliga. This doesn't happen in Champions League. Watching Champions League for me is refreshing because it's just like, I mean, they have a VRAR check and it's just come, it's done. It's complete. There, There is no drawn out theatric, you know, but that's what, that's what you get in England, man. And, and the fact that they're coming out and saying that like, oh yeah, I got boys over there. So I'm not going to put him like in a tough spot. I think tells you everything that you need to know. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. It's sad, man. I think the refs should be banned, at least from ever refereeing or being VAR assistants in the Premier League. I don't care how harsh that sounds. They should be banned because this it, – it, it's so early on in the season, man. It's match week seven. And if we allow this to continue, the whole entire integrity of the league gets tarnished, bro. Like, it, it's sad to see, but, like – you can go back to previous episodes, and I don't like harping on it, but the refs have been terrible, bro. They're replacement refs in the NFL, you know what I mean? And we all decided they're not doing the job they were hired to do. And they were gone within four weeks. But we see an entire Premier League regiment, I guess, of refs, and they're all getting – each week there, there's a new story. It's not like this is something new. Each week there's a new story. And it's unfortunate, man. It's really, it, it's really unfortunate. You know, I don't really want to talk about it too much. I want to get to our teams, but it, we, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how there were some very, very, very controversial calls that a lot of people don't agree with. Whether what side of the fence you sit on, you can agree that if we don't see the lines, how do we know that it's for sure in all sides? At the very least, show me the lines. You know. They, they do. You know, it's funny is that the, the 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 Premier League, like the the American, I think that they were the American and the English uh, 
like presentation was the only presentation that didn't show the lions. If you were to watch that game on BN Sports, you know where it's the, you know the mandem doing that, like you know broadcasting it, you would have saw the lines there. But the fact that we didn't see it, you know, what I'm saying read, uh, in, read in between the lines. I know something's fishy. Yeah. Like I said, man, they came out right after the game and said, "Hey, there was something going on. We we're, we're investigating." But I hope it gets better. I have no faith that it will. I think they'll get a slap on the wrist and we'll continue to see these same referees in the VAR booth and on the pitch within a month's time and everyone will try to forget about it. But let's get into the games where, you know, there was less controversy. We saw um, finally solo. We, we, we going to give you the floor first and foremost, because, you know, losers go first and Mandem lost to wolves. So we, we got to talk about that a little bit because you guys have looked decent. You know, you lost your FA Cup match midweek, not too long ago. Carabao. And now, or Carabao, I, I apologize. You lost the Carabao match, and now you're losing in the league, which is very, very important, considering you guys are c- the current winners. Um, for me, Solo, I really want to know what was your mentality when you saw your lineup? Because I thought the lineup was a little weak. You know, sometimes Pep likes to rest players when he thinks this is a lesser match. But for me, I want to know, when you saw the lineup, was this a favorable match to you still? And then at the Molyneux, when you went down 2-1, was there belief that you could come back? Uh, Normally, I mean, like, you know, we, we've had so many times we've gone down one goal and just like came back. So I was very much expecting once we, we got the goal back um, that we would rally and get it together. Um, but I think like what was uh, difficult was that um, when I look at our lineup and how we were how we were playing, there was like this. It just felt like I think not having Pep on the sideline was one issue like because he was up in the, the stands. And I do think like that was a game that needed his touch a bit to like rally the team in the right way. Um, so I think that was one thing that was missing, but also wolves were good, man. Like I'm I ain't gonna hold them. Like we weren't playing the, to our best, but wolves were also, they showed up. Um, truth be told, like, I mean, there's a lot to be said about, you know, city in terms of people say like, Oh, you know, it's, it's a given it's this and that, but every once in a while, when you see like a team like wolves, when they pull up like that, ready to fight, ready to show up, um those are the there there's still cracks and there's plenty cracks in the armor and 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 one of the things with uh with city at least is that we have so many away games and it's extremely like the next i think eight games are away games for us i think we have like one two homes once like in cup games um and i'm just like that's a lot of like just going away and going to different places and i think that's part i think that having to plan around that rotation it did mess up our lineup uh, to your point, like, cause we're having to prepare for an arsenal game that really matters. Like really, really matters. Um, we have to, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like we got, we're coming up on y'all uh, and without a Rodri, I think the big one though, is that's the one then going to that point, Rodri, man, missing Rodri, like Calvin Phillips, you know, this is his season. This is his time to like show up with him out. And he didn't show up really. Um, he looks so poor. And I, yeah. and I don't know if it's because of Pep's style of coaching that doesn't fit with him. Yeah, yeah. 
it's just it's just tough, man. So that's why I'm like with, with Calvin Phillips. I'm like, ah, I think he's not the backup we need. Uh, uh, we need a better. We we will probably we should have kept Romeo La, Ro, Romeo Lavia instead of uh, you know selling him off to I think Southampton or something. Like that was that kid was ready to play. Um, and he was at least he could have like slowly came into the squad. Calvin, I think, was he struggled, man. He's he, and, and I'm, I'm not gonna blame him. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that was it was a difference between Rodri being there and Calvin Phillips being there. There were two shots where I'm like, Rodri gets that shot, like that little long late arriving to the box, long distance shot. That's a, like he Calvin had two of those shots. Phillips had two of those shots, and he he skied them both. Um, and I think that's when we, when we lost Gundo and now losing Rodri, those were our kind of like our players that came up at these times at weird times and just get those loose balls and get a goal in. And now we're starting to feel the like, I think we're actually feeling the effects of that. Um, Cause it's not many teams that can handle that much rotation in the midfield. I mean, literally our entire midfield is, is different from what it was last year. Um, so I think that's a part of it too. It's just rotation a lot of changes in key spots, not having Pep on the sideline. But honestly, all it comes down to we just didn't show up. Game we should have won. There's like you know what I mean. Like we have the talent, we have the players. We don't. If we don't show up, we don't show up. And honestly, last but not least, I don't know what the opposite of a shout out is, but I guess I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make it a call out. What's going on, Holland? Let's talk. You all right over there? Like what's, you know, there are times he's still great. I mean, in terms of goal score record, he's not on fraud watch, but. Not he's here. Not. He's not on fraud watch. <laughs> something's a little off. You know what I mean? Some something's up. Clearly, something's going off because like there are he can he still can score a goal, but he's really struggling to like he'll get as many he'll get just as many chances as he did last year. He's just not making as many of those chances as he did before. Uh, I don't know if it's he, KDB he, and the way he, he does. I know he just puts on a plate for him, and it's just yeah. like you know. Yeah, we just didn't show up well, but yeah, Huang. I don't understand how Huang didn't get that second, that second uh, yellow for it to get the red card. I'm still confused by that. If we're talking also referee decisions, because there was a point where I was just like, yeah, that's a yellow. That's a second yellow. That's for sure a second yellow. And I saw the announcer, and it's like, oh, Huang, he's gonna be off, whatever, blah blah blah. And I was like, all right, cool. And then he didn't. I was, and he saw in his face like the Huang, the the Korean guy. He was just like, he looked around like, okay, <laughs> it's like not a safe. And then he scored the goal. So I was like, man, like that happened in Liverpool. I was just like, man, yeah, these referees all don't know what they're doing right now. Man, I'm, I'm just but, I'm just happy y'all dropped points. Yeah, we just didn't show up well. Too much missing rods. Yeah. Yeah. But so, here's a question. Is so, Saka going to be back? Nah, yes. let's, keep it, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it for later. Keep it for later. No, no, we talk. We talk at City right now. That's how I know who you're scared of. But um, my question okay, was right, going well, to be my, So my question to you was going to be: Pep's been out for a little bit, right? Do you think these games are blips just because he's not on the pitch, or do you see your? Because personally, I'll say this much: because Holland is not in the form he was last year. I'm seeing you guys struggle, not necessarily struggle. Let me not say struggle, but I'm seeing you guys not be as dominant as you were last year with a couple of these teams. I mean, today you guys lost, so it's easy to point at today. But even in a few of your last couple of matches, bro, like you guys haven't looked 
as dominant. And do you think it's a pep thing? Do you think it's a, you know, personnel thing? Like, where do you think that stems from, bro? Because honestly, City can get caught right now. And this is the perfect time while Pep is out for y'all to get caught. So I just wanted to see, you know, as a supporter, do you think it is a, a big deal that Pep's not there? No, I do. I do. You mean, you see how he is on the sides, man. He be screaming and yelling. I mean, some people say it's for the cameras, but he do be trying. He be out there just constantly adjusting. And that's how his tactics, his tactics I think, and the way he coaches – is a constant like iteration and adjusting and like move over here. A lot of good coaches are like that. So um, I think, yeah, that is, it's hard to say that that doesn't affect us. I think there's also just like, again, the, the, there's, there's a, like, we're like one step slower than we were the year before. And we're, we're just a little bit less clinical than we were the year before. And it's, and it seems like it's one of those situations where if we don't figure it out now, I could see it kind of becoming a topsy turvy season. Like just you know wins, but some losses, and 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 you know that's going to be great for everyone chasing the number one spot there. So, but for us, it's like if we don't get, I think if we don't catch a rhythm because we got the Club World Cup coming up, we got uh, what do you call it? Uh, obviously the FA Cup. Um, we have a bunch of really tough games. Like we had a very easy start to the season, which I think masks some of our issues. Um, but now we're getting into the the, the the stretch where our season is actually getting a bit is getting difficult, and I think yeah these next eight games there's gonna be some losses in there. I don't know which ones. I can't really say, but I just don't at this point that we're at right now. We need Matteo Nunez to to get. Uh, he's good. He just needs to get him more acclimated with the squad. We need Calvin Phillips to step up or Rodri to come back. Uh, we've got to figure out if we want Foden, Foden in the middle or if we want him on the wings. And if we're gonna do it, yeah, he not. He's gonna he not. He gonna get these little shots. Yeah, I mean, you you like he'll get his cameos, but you guys overpaid for him. You thought he was gonna be it, and he's not. That's just me. No, I mean they they got him because he was a homegrown player. Like they 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 needed to fit the quota, and they got him. But I, I think it's very simple with City. I just feel like you guys don't have really any creators. You have a lot of facilitators, uh, but you yeah. don't really have missing David Silva type. I mean, you don't have it. Like, who? Yeah. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? The first person is gone, KDB. The second person is gone now, Rodri. Foden's a facilitator. Bernardo's a facilitator. You know what I'm saying? The most creative person is Julian Alvarez, and he's a striker. So, I mean, yeah. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's very obvious. They don't have any creativity. And Holland is not a player that can just create something for himself. He needs to. He needs service, you know? He does. Yeah. He's, he, he's, I think he's, he's tracked. Yeah. Yeah, I think we needed if if I could one thing from our summer transfer window, if we could have gone for Eze instead of Nunez, I don't know, or or if we were able to close Paqueta instead of Nunez. So I think that because Paqueta is that creative creativity piece. But yeah, I mean, other, otherwise, bro, it's just it's gonna be a tough next couple of games. The season's finally getting is getting more difficult for us, and we're gonna see some we're gonna see what city season is gonna look like. I think in the next couple of games. As long as y'all keep dropping points, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell Pep he looks good up in those stands. Right. I love, him, a, I love him. I love him as a spectator. Man, I, every time he's up there, you see him with a little – the AirPods don't do enough, bro. Like, he's not able to get that same level of – like <laughs> he be in there. Bro, he, he, he talking to his boo-boo. He ain't talking to nobody down there. He ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> talking to boo-boo. 
But yeah, man, you know, as long as I, I mean, it, it's crazy to see y'all vulnerable. Like it's it's not something we see all the time. So when we do see this little, you know, inkling of a vulnerability, I'm glad that a team like Wolves was able to set y'all off because now I feel like teams are looking at y'all like, yo, if Wolves was able to get at them. We're saying that we can't get at them, you know? And so it's good. It's good to see that you guys aren't, you know, superhuman or robotic or whatever that is. Another team that is definitely vulnerable is yeah, United right now. Sure. Um, they've been catching, they've been catching some L's on the low. They've been catching some L's on the low. And I know Salam has been trying to downplay it, but, but been, at this I've point, been. at this point, this is the league. This is not no Champions League. This is not no Europe. This is the league, bro. We got to talk. We got to talk. What's we gotta going talk. on? We got to talk. You, you're lucky you play tomorrow. Um, but I'll just say, you know, I, I think um, this is this is a fact. This is United's worst start to the Premier League season ever. Um, I think it's very concerning. I like Andre Onana, but I think it's very – and th there is no, like, one person to blame. But, you know, I think it's very concerning that every shot uh, on goal seems to go in. Um, I think that Anderson had a great strike. Um, they only created that one chance, maybe two chances the whole game, and that one chance was the one that, that went in. And it's unfortunate that we can't score. I think that that's, you know, a big reason why we can't really compete in these games. We, we don't have really um, a goal scorer. Um, the person that we were supposed to – that we relied on last year who got the contract this year is not um, currently up for it. Hopefully he can go away and find some form. Um, Hoyland still needs a little bit of time, but um, I just think, again, just like we're shaky in the back. We're unbalanced in the midfield. Ten Hag is responsible for that. Um and the strikers can't create, can't score because of everything else that's behind them, and not just behind them. I mean, it's you know the situations that they put themselves in. But Crystal Palace loss was was it was bad, man. And I think it's very telling. Um, but at this, like, I mean, I'm to be very honest with you, like this is where we are as a, as a team. This is just where we are. Um, Facts. Everybody, everybody is dealing with injuries right now. So I don't want to say, oh, look at all these injuries. But we have a lot of injuries. So does everybody else. So, but, you know, Amrabat had showed that he's not a left back. Um, we mm -hmm. need him. We need him in he midfield. He never was. We need him in midfield ASAP. I mean, he's playing there because we don't really have anybody. All three of the left backs are out. So somebody has to be back there. So, um, Salam, I'll ask you this question. Um mm -hmm. Right now, you know, seven matches in, seven match weeks in, do you think your biggest issue is offense or defense? Offense, uh, because we can't score. Um, I, I think when you look at the game, when you look at the Crystal Palace game again, like they only created the one chance on goal, that, 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 that the, the goal, like which was inevitably the goal. And then if you just for sakes, for the sake of debate, if you, if you want to say that they created, two chances in the whole game, that's a pretty good defensive showing. I think that the fact that we can't score is is, is the problem. I mean, we're losing these games 1-0, like, you, you know what I'm saying? And I know the three ones, but, I mean, even in the three ones, it's like, well, when you look at those games and it's like, well, that 3-1 could have been 3-3, three, three, you know? 
3-2, whatever the case may be. But I think the biggest problem is that we can't score. Um, the person that, you know, got the contract, I mean, both of them. It's not just him. I, 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 put, I put, put, put a name on it. Put a name on it. I don't. Put I don't want to put. I don't want to put out this like Rashford wish hunt, witch hunt. But it's like it's not just Rashford. It's Bruno too. It's these guys that like we champion and say like, hey, you're supposed to be this, but it's like, yo, you, you, Bruno. This whole season, Bruno, you haven't done anything. In the big games, you don't show up. Like that's just the, like a fact. But like this year, you, you, you just. The, the 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 goal that you had against uh Burnley magnificent thank you but where have where like when we needed you you're our captain and it's just like i don't know bro it's just kind of like you're always moaning and i'm just like i think and and, and the, the final thing for me is is like what is our identity you know what i'm saying i i, I talked about this last week like why like the the onana signing is so puzzling to me now why do we have a ball playing center back like a goalkeeper why we don't keep the ball why do we do that? We need a goalkeeper who's going to make saves. This the, the same guy we let go. That's who we needed there. Like, why Why is Mason Mount here? We already have a Mason Mount. Wow. How the, how the ties you know, change. How, how the ties. The we same seven, guy we, who's saying the hey we, out. We, we seven hey. weeks in. I asked him a simple no, question. I, he can't decide if it's offense or defense at this point. I, I told you the answer, Cornelius. I said it's all right, the, all right. It's the offense. But, I, but right. everything that I'm saying is facts, though. Why? What are we? We're not a possession-based team. So, like, why do you have – none of our attackers are possession-based. Marcus Rashford, do you think he's possession-based? Bruno, he can't keep the ball. Casemiro can't keep the ball. We're a counter-attacking team, and I think Ten Hag needs to realize that before he gets the sack because these guys, they'll get you fired. If, if, if they've shown anything, oh, they'll mm-hmm. get you fired. They'll get you fired. They'll get you fired quickly, bro. And I think – yeah, man, I, I, I think – Remember, go back to that Ralph Ragnick uh, press conference after the Liverpool game. This team needs like nine or eight players for, for them to play the way that all these other teams are playing. We can't even play like Brighton, Newcastle. You know what I'm saying? Forget, forget you know, Man City, Arsenal. We even Brighton. Brighton, I can look at them and tell you what they're doing. United, it's just, hey, Rashford, go long. And if it works, it doesn't. It works. But, yeah, man, I think if you can't score, you can't win games. And United's problem is that they can't That's score. True. That's true. I agree, man. I mean, so as an Arsenal fan, as a Man City fan, you currently see Manchester United in tenth place. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. Are they are are they threats to y'all? Because I know Chelsea isn't a threat to y'all, so I'm not even going. It is. We're seven games in. That's how I feel. We're seven games in. But look, but looking at them like. I mean, there. Chelsea has already seen Liverpool. You know, I would say Liverpool's a threat, even though we saw them week one and we're only at week seven. Chelsea hasn't seen yeah. either of you guys yet. So for me, I'm looking at teams at how they play everyone else in the Prem. I can tell you right now, I see City as a threat. I see Arsenal as a threat. Even as bad as we are right now, I feel like if I see Manchester United... We could catch them on a one nil Brighton team. No, not you. You know, not you guys. No, Cornelius. You guys are the you guys are worst. proper terrible. You guys are the it's worst the on the pod. You are firmly the worst. Team. We're the worst team on the pod for sure. I, I'm a, I'm gonna put that on wax. Even in but, the at the, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, again, we're only seven matches in, and I don't think that we've seen the best Chelsea. 
you know, we don't have to talk about Chelsea. We didn't play this week, but we have not seen the best of us yet. We've probably seen the best of United. We've seen the best of you guys. We've seen the best of United. I don't think so. What is we can't we can't say that everyone's not back yet. You can't say that. Right. I don't think you've sure. seen the best of anybody. Seven, seven, it's seven games in, like you said. You haven't even seen. I think the closest team. Who would you say? Arsenal, but Arsenal. No. Arsenal has no. Tottenham has been the most. Tottenham like, would probably oh be right. the best. Tottenham. in terms well, of they form, and, and they have all their players you're not, available. Because you, you, you lost Jesus, so like I guess. No, bro. We we have so many people out right now. Partey's no, out. I'm just saying. At one point, though, you guys had. Well, I guess everyone at the beginning of the season had everyone healthy for the most part, but don't say everybody. Actually, no, you guys lost Timber. I'm tripping. I forgot about him. Oh, hey, that was the biggest one. Yeah. They have a lot of injuries right now. What'd you say? Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, as far as United, and that's why I asked you if you thought it was an offense or a defense problem, because I've seen you guys score, but I've also seen you guys very, very, very suspect at the back. And now with Lissandro getting surgery, it's a whole thing where you're going to be missing him for X amount of weeks. So, but, but it's like, why? Do you, like, why is he having to go get surgery though? I don't even want to spend too much time on him. But like, you know, why he's getting have to get surgery is because he he was forced to play. We don't have anybody else. So I mean, like, I I just you know, it's it's just one of those things. You know, uh, if you had more depth, you wouldn't have to force your players to, you know, play when they're hurt. But nice. City Arsenal, man, uh, you guys are the – you guys are the – I mean, I don't know what the, the, the primetime game is, but if I were to guess, I would say is this one definitely. Um, a rematch of last year, first place, second place. Um, just kind of look from a, at, from a, a neutral uh, perspective – I think I would probably have to side with Arsenal having the more momentum right now, especially with City not having um, Rodri. And, I mean, just City not really I – I mean, I don't know. You know, and some say City doesn't look like their best right now, but I don't know, man. How do you guys feel at the Emirates? Oh, oh, all I know is um... – we need to take advantage of this moment. Uh, we were taking advantage of when we didn't have Saliba. They don't have Rodri. They don't have KDB. Um, we just need to take advantage of this moment. Uh, this is, I feel like we've been waiting on this matchup since last year. They beat us twice there at their home and at the Emirates. Um, they beat us at the Emirates like 3-0, like 3-1, something like that. So I feel like this is a little bit of revenge time for us. Um, I'm not even going to look too much into it, but, you know, I, I need us to – I need our team to perform. I just need our team to perform. That's where I'm at. So whatever we need to do, you know, midweek, another momentum match, you know, we play Lens, get a dub, but then come Sunday at 1130, um, it's business. It's, and I need everyone to be healthy. I need everyone to um, – I can really care about – Playing lens like you know, play, you know, play the guys Reese Nelson and you know Smith Rowe. All those guys can play in Champions League. But come Sunday, like I need, I need my eleven to if whoever is healthy, I, I need them to be playing. 
Um, and they need to get it up. It needs to happen. If we split it, if we split the series, that's it's acceptable. But we can't just lose two again. Like we just can't. We can't afford it. That's again the difference between winning a title and losing a title. So that's where I'm at. You know, I expect us to win. I really do. Especially if we have Declan Rice. Um, I really do expect us to win. But you know, city is city. So we'll see. Is there a possibility that you wouldn't have Declan Rice? Um, I mean, at this point, I don't think so. But who knows? Who knows what he's gonna do? He's been killing Saka recently. I mean, Saka has been coming up limping every match, and he's still playing seventy-five minutes when we're up against Bournemouth. So, um, you know, I don't know what lineup he comes out with, but it really depends on what lineup he comes out with. I expect Declan Rice to be healthy, though. I expect Trussard to be healthy, um, so Nketiah won't have to start. Um, but. But yeah, no, I expect these guys to be healthy. I don't think we'll have everyone back, but you know, hopefully Fabio Vieira played over the weekend. Um, you know, Trashar was on the bench during the weekend and Saka still played and Declan Rice started. So positive signs. Um, so I expect these guys to be healthy as well. And I mean Wednesdays or I think we play on I think we play Tuesday this week. You know, Tuesday is Tuesday, but um Wednesday or Sunday is, is really the day that I'm looking forward to. Um, and this is, needs to be handled. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. This is definitely the least confident I've been going into a, a game matchup with Arsenal in a while. Like This is definitely the least confident I think any City fan has been going into into the, the weekend with, with them. Um yeah, we're, we're just like, I think now, like I said, this is when the season's picking up for us fully. Uh, and we're just obviously still figuring some things out. So this is the time for, I think, Arsenal to get points off us uh, and, and, and you know, take advantage of it, no question. I feel if I would say that as a neutral, I, I could see if someone were to bet against City, I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at that. But I think the best bet would be to say like a draw would be, I think what I could see this going coming up as one, one or something. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of passion in this building and it's building in this specific, with this specific set of teams. Um, But it really, I think it like, it depends. What's interesting is it depends more on the injury and the, the, the team selection for Arsenal, I think than it does for city because we know who our, 11 is going to be going into this. We, we have injuries, but we've had these injuries for a while, and we already know Rodri's not coming. There's no, like, in or out with that. So we're probably going to play the same 11 we've been playing for the past three or four games, um, to, or to some certain degree, maybe Doku on the right and Grealish starting on the left now that he's back. Um, but other than that, I see the rest of the team, Alvarez down the middle with Foden, um, maybe maybe Kovacic. Uh, it's really, it's really a, a going to be a... I think this is the game where if we're going to figure it out, this is when we really need to figure it out by <laughs> like if going into this weekend and not having sorted out what some of the issues that we're having with our creativity, as you mentioned, Salam. So is going to put, set us up for, a, I think a, a low scoring game, regardless of the outcome. Um, but yeah, I would say my biggest thing is if Saka is playing and how healthy he is, cause he's on fire. I can't even like front like that, that he has been great for Arsenal at the start of the season. So if he can show up even 75, 85% of himself, I could see him causing so much damage right now for, yes, um, for the, the mid, but I also see 
this is also feels like a match up that a player like Doku, who's very creative, good on the one to ones, I think can really show up for. Uh, so he could, you know, this is a match where hero, like a hero, someone has to step up. If it's Holland, he needs to step up. Someone needs to step up. And we're, we're just kind of hoping for that. But I would say as a neutral, I see a draw coming out of this. Um, I could also see a loss. I ain't going to hold you, but I think a draw is more just like considering the history of our matchups, just how they've gone. Personally, though, this, again, I don't want to say I think we'll lose or anything like that as a fan, but I would say it's the least confident absolutely the least confident i've been i'm like all right like like i usually i usually bet on city games i'd be like all right we put a little you know something like that but this one i'm like i'm cool like i'm like i don't know keep your breath so i mean i, I would assume with rodri out the midfield would be phillips kovacic um i don't know I and I mean, I guess Julian Alvarez has been playing as like his mind out. He's like as like a ten almost. So like, yeah. Or I mean, or Bernardo. I don't know. I think that you guys have a uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. I think with no Rodri, I think Rodri, um, low key for me has been like your best player. The past, I, I know that like 100%. Quindo and all these other guys get Holland scored fifty goals last season. I'll get. I I, I understand that. But Rodri, wow, what a play! I, he's he's so clutch. I, I've, I've I've never seen a player like as clutch as him. But and um, like of his profile too, he's such a like kind of he's very quiet. He's not very like all over the place. But he shows up for Spain for his for City. He shows right, up. Bro. I mean, he scored our Champion League winning goal. And yeah. what's crazy is like no one really him as like there's still people that still question him as like the best dm and I, right now i'm like he's the best dm there's it's i don't know who else is there i don't know any cdms that, that really are up there with him at this level because casemiro showing age declan rice still getting there a um, bunch of other people yeah, are still Declan, declan's there declan's definitely there declan's great. I, I, I just yeah. think that they're different players though so it's hard to compare like true. you know so Declan is like big body guy. He doesn't really, he's not really like good, that good with his feet. Well, compared to Rodri, but hey, man, with the way the game's going nowadays, you need guys like Declan, man. You need a, you definitely do. You need legs and you need, yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, man, uh, quickly going, I mean, you guys did your game. Um, Gabriel, give us a score. Did you give us a score? I got I got us winning like three one. Yeah. Question for the both of you actually. So how do you think that you're gonna line up midweek? Because I mean none of you guys really have the the luxury of you know you can't really play like the mandem. You know what I'm saying? I think I think midweek, I think Tamiyasu will start. Um you might even see a mo a, a El Nenny start, Smith Rowe, Reese Nelson. I think maybe Jesus will get 60 minutes. I think Kai Havertz will probably start. Or maybe Fabio Vieira, one of the two, I'm not sure. I think I think Ramsdale might start, if I'm being honest. So you're still uh, putting sure. out a pretty solid team. I think we'll – yeah, I think we'll put out like maybe – there'll be a – I think defensively we have to start a couple of guys. Like I think a Gabriel will probably start 
Um, I think Gabriel will start for sure. Um, and I think maybe not Saliba, but I think Tomiyasu will play with him there. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I'm, I'm curious to see how he does it, but I think maybe one or two of our regular starters defensively will start outside of that. Maybe Kai, maybe Odegaard. And the, the top three will be Nketiah, maybe Jesus, and, and like a Reese Nelson or something. But yeah, I don't, I don't expect us to play all the Mendem. The Mendem need to rest, for sure. Um, I mean, as far as because we're going up against Leipzig, which is the second best person team in our group, at least. Um, I think we do have to make sure that we get this so we can um, – you know, end up at the top of our group. Um, I know they're going to definitely start Gavardio or Vardio because that's just that's he's playing. Anytime I feel like when teams play against the team that they just got a player from, they always start that player when they first meet up with them. Uh, I just mm-hmm. I know yes. that that they'd be like, all right, play against your team. I'm like, bro, the same thing with Macho Nunez at Wolves. Uh, mm-hmm. So I definitely know Vardio is going to uh, uh, start. Uh, I think this is, I think the people that start in our midfield this time. Is gonna let is gonna be what helps us to know who starts in Arsenal's game because whoever isn't starting there, I think is, is who we're going to have uh, playing against y'all. Um, so I see uh, definitely see like uh, Kovacic, I think playing this game, um, Nunez playing probably uh, probably alongside him, and then most likely I think I could see resting Alvarez right now because he is right now he's been our most productive player. He's been our most consistent player uh, attacking-wise. So I think giving him a rest would be a really smart idea. But, yeah, it's up front, though. I mean, Holland scored five against them last year. So it's like this is your chance to get you – if you want to – you know I me mean? If you want to score a goal, this is your chance, boy. Uh, you got – but we got um, – yeah. And I could see um, Grealish is not starting, but maybe Silva. If Silva starts, then Doku's playing against Arsenal for sure. Um, Doku starts this Still will be against y'all. Okay, I agree. Yeah, I, I'd play Doku. I think. <laughs> Fire you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, United two games at Old Trafford this week. It's going to be hard. We got Galatasaray in the Champions League uh, on Tuesday. It's going to be a difficult game. Uh, Wolf Zaha has been killing it for uh, Galatasaray, so um, I'm sure he'll be up for a return to Old Trafford. Um, I think that that game is going to be tough. Somehow, some way, I still see us getting the three points. I think that we're better off against these teams that are not in the Prem. The teams in the Prem, I'm finding that, like, the intensity of the game, like, I don't know, it's, like, too much for us. But, like, whenever we go away, it just seems as if, like, we're – we just look better yeah, against these teams mm-hmm. that are out of the out of the, out of the Prem. For whatever reason, but, um, I think we'll get the three points against Galatasaray, and then we have Brentford at home uh, on on Saturday. So again, three points. We have to be able to we have to be able to win. I mean, we're in tenth place right now. We only have nine points. So uh, I mean, dare I say, I, oh, I'm gonna go for a GRG this week. GRG I just want to say, I just want to say, my GRG for y'all against Byron was really close. <laughs> I was, it was when y'all did four three. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah, this. I think you're great. I think this is a GRG. I just, 
I don't know which game. I don't know which game, but we will get right in one of these games. The tough thing mm-hmm. for us is that there's two games, though. So hopefully, um, yeah, you know how that goes. But, uh, yeah, man, enough of that. We'll see what happens. Um, quickly, I just do want to shout out um, someone. Well, not really someone. A team, FC Cincinnati, number one in the uh, Eastern Conference of the MLS standing. You know, showing Ohio how it's done. You know, the, the mm-hmm. real real club team. Man. I'm just saying, man, ever since I, I left Columbus, man, no one was the same. And, uh, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, man, shout out FCC. You, got, you can't be hating on the crew, baby. Yeah. So, you're not even a crew fan anymore. You're a DC United fan, bro. I don't want to hear it, so. <laughs> nah, I'm a crew fan. I still got my thing. I still I still be watching. I don't watch, but yeah, I keep so, on the on the on you, you don't got the MLS you don't got the Apple package. I don't want to hear it. You don't got the Apple package. <laughs> you don't be watching, man. You don't be right. Um but yeah, um big games this week. Um comment um what you guys think of the Man City Arsenal game. I definitely want to get you guys' feedback on that. And uh till then as always good luck to you and your future.